yeah, yeah. Here we go. What's up, horror fans? Pete here from The Lassercast, where we review horror movies and streaming shows from all different eras. And right now, we are talking about a brand new movie that is on Shutter right now. Destroy All Monsters. Neighbors. Neighbors. I have been calling it Destroy All Monsters all week long. And it's because we are covering Monarch. Uh, We just recorded our season finale of Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Yes. We've been watching so much MonsterVerse content. There is a Godzilla movie called Destroy All Monsters. And I have been calling Destroy All Neighbors destroy all monsters all week and i was kind of waiting and almost hoping that you were gonna slip up yes yeah so right on cue man i I make these little banners on the bottom now for our show and i kept writing fucking destroy all monsters i'm like no no it's neighbors yeah yeah, i recorded a short review of this there uh wednesday night and it took me like 20 minutes to record a like 60 second review because i would i would keep going just got home from destroy all monsters fuck and <laughs> i have to re- keep restarting the video uh but yes this movie is destroy all neighbors it is the latest of the uh films that have been debuted at the ifc center in manhattan as part of their shutter showcase series uh, Sam Zimmerman, uh, who's the program director for Shutter, is always there to introduce the films. Uh, and yeah, uh, this for me was just this lived up to the poster. And you know, you could see in the background, you always set up our nice, awesome backgrounds. Thanks, the man. poster for this movie promises a really fun just crazy time. And that is exactly what this was. This, this was about what? 85 minutes, 90 minutes long, great practical effects, some really fun characters. And it just, it's exactly what I wanted. You know, like there's a stigma about January horror movies and that stigma and that stereotype was fulfilled by night swim, which was the first theatrical horror film to be released uh, in 2024, uh, I have a short review of that up on the channel. This thankfully, uh, was one of the first horror films to be released to shutter. And they came through with, uh, maybe my, definitely my favorite movie of 2024 so far. Granted, mm-hmm. I've seen like two original movies in 2024 so far, but yeah, this was so much fun. Yes. Yes. I, I knew about this movie. You had kind of mentioned going to the screenings and um, I saw like a trailer for it and I was super excited. I have to admit that I did not know for the entire movie that Vlad, who's one of the main characters, was Alex Winter. I don't know why I didn't think it I mean, he has a lot of makeup on and he's not like talking like Alex Winter at all. But then once I realized it, I was like, oh my God. And it's it's so funny because I've never seen Freaked but, wow. but like, I think it's probably kind of in a similar vein to this. Um, this was so much fun. And this really made me appreciate him. I know he's not the director or the writer or anything like that. But uh, I really enjoyed him in this movie. The uh, it's, it's funny. When I, I was on his Twitter account and I looked up, like, an article on this movie, they didn't call it a horror comedy like I did in our description for this video. Um, they called it a splatter comedy. And I think that's really interesting because, like, 
it's there's not really any kind of horror in it. There's like horror elements with like, you know, undead and stuff like that, but there's nothing scary. There's never a moment where they're trying to like play up a jump scare. Well, maybe no, there's like this is definitely much more of a comedy with horror attached right. to it than it is a horror movie that, you know, throws some jokes in there. Like they play this very yeah, very close to the vest with the comedy elements basically yes. from the beginning. Uh, and I mean, and look at who the cast is again. You mentioned Alex Winter, who is fantastic. And thankfully, I don't know any, I'm, I don't have any friends or close friends named like Billy or William, who <laughs> I see very often. Because if I did, I'd be like, hello, Willie, all yeah, the yeah. time because of this movie. <laughs> right, but, right. Like, you have Jonah Ray is the lead. He has been the host of MSK 3000, right? For yes, like he has. Yep, yep. So he is like got a huge background in comedy. Mm -hmm. Thomas Lennon has a cameo. Oh. And everything that happens with Thomas Lennon and Ryan Kantner as Caleb Bang Johnson in right. the recording studio i think i i i thought that was such a clever continuous joke that like the movie kept coming back to yeah like more and more in the movie they're just more and more frazzled and to the point where he walks in they're like in their neighbor in their in their underwear snorting coke uh and then like just randomly kamal nanjiani is there and you're like yeah okay, this is like uh, a movie where a group of really funny and talented people got together and said, let's make a horror movie that has like zombies that kind of talk and help our protagonist. Uh, it's obviously got a lot of musical uh, background to it. Here's my question. Cause this is the biggest thing that I came out of this movie with. Yes. Are you a prog rock fan? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked me that question. Uh, I, I actually would not say that I'm a prog rock fan. There's certain bands that are labeled prog that I do love very much. Like people would label Pink Floyd prog, you know, and, and Rush, right? I, I do love Pink Floyd and Rush and other bands, but I know the type. W William is a certain type of person, and I've been good friends with people like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I kept thinking about this one friend of mine. Uh, I could say his full name. His name's Mike Pignatero, and he's a, a prog musician he uh like since i met him when we were in our early 20s he's always been making music just like williams and i've always been the friend that's like listened to his work and just like william he like has never released his album and become this big hit he's always just kind of like working on things and i was like wow i could totally relate to this movie so you know it's funny I, that term prog rock is something I've heard of like progressive music. Right. I've right, never. I, so like when I hear prog rock, I think of characters like William. I think of mm -hmm. like those mm -hmm. musicians who mm -hmm. think that their shit is so original and, <laughs> and just nobody does it like this. Right. And then I like Googled prog rock right. and I got like a list of bands on on a website like the greatest and i'm looking at the list and i wrote them down and i'm like wait a minute yeah. pink floyd and rush were the first two i'm like i fucking love pink floyd yeah. i like my dad and i went to see roger waters in concert like 15 years ago mm -hmm. um at madison square garden uh i loved rush yes king crimson dream theater they yeah, even yeah. listed tool as a prog rock band and i'm like 
okay, like, yeah. if that's prog rock, then I kind of guess I do like prog rock, but I don't associate that style of music with what, like, obviously your friend is doing and what William in the movie is doing, where it's like, the the art the artistry of his album comes before his relationship and his job and everything mm-hmm. else, and I I thought Jonah Ray was just so f- funny as this character. Yup. Uh, yep. I love the character of Augie and the 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 guy whose YouTube videos he watches. Uh, yeah, who he's yeah. like a prog rocker who has like a YouTube channel of like these videos you need to. Yeah, life around. <laughs> right, right. One of my absolute favorite parts about that, and I, I kind of want to go back to the prog rock stuff for in a second too. But one of my absolute favorite parts is when the YouTuber guy is like, "This is how you get rid of a body," and I've killed about nine people on this tour, and and like he's just going into detail about like I get a certain kind of saw, and you got to put the body in like some acid and stuff. I love that part. But um, one of the things I think that okay, so I wanted to say that. We reviewed a movie called uh, Sorry About the Demon last year. Oh, yeah, right? I remember that. That was fun. And, and it was fun, right? But I felt like there were a lot of jokes that didn't land, and I, I like, didn't really enjoy it. I was kind of, you know, I was like, oh, this is okay, but it, it didn't get to the point where I was, like, really loving it. This I did, and I do think it's pretty much based on Jonah Ray because I think he's just, like, charming. I think that the the character that they created, the, the people that wrote it, right, because it's written by multiple people, I got um, Mike Benner, Jared Logan, and Charles A. Piper, I believe it's pronounced, or Peeper, Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, Piper, whatever, he wrote some shorts, so like some short films. Uh, Logan was, like, a writer for TV. Mike Banner um, has written for, like, Bob's Burgers, and, like, there's a Danger Mouse cartoon, which is, like, a reboot of an old cartoon that I used to watch. Um, so they, they kind of have this, like, horror background. And it's very clear that one of them at least knows someone like William or is someone like William and like knows that hot kind of mindset of like being obsessed about music and a certain kind of music. And that's like the foundation of this movie and all the jokes kind of either tie around that or like the ridiculous gore. Yeah. And so like the combination of the two, it's like, it really works. So we're 10 and a half minutes in. We haven't even described a basic plot summary here. So Go maybe ahead. in the description, you should say, if you want a plot summary, skip to like 1045. So basically yeah. you have Jonah Ray as this, you know, really kind of full of himself prog artist yeah. who works in a, you know, in a music studio. Right. And he lives in this like really dinky apartment with his girlfriend. Uh, and you could tell she's getting frustrated by him and a new neighbor moves in who is Alex winter covered in makeup as Vlad, a mysterious character, Vlad who just blasts his music and it distracts William so much. He can't finish his album and an encounter in the apartment between him and Vlad goes wrong. And I don't think I'm spoiling it when I say, that it leads to Vlad being killed in hilarious ways. Right. And instead of just dying, Vlad from beyond the grave haunts William and starts this kind of downward spiral of all of this crazy shit that happens to William um, while somehow motivating him to actually finish his album. Uh, Yes. And 
Alex Winter is just off the wall funny. Uh, you say, I'm, I'm looking at the crawl at the bottom. It says two roles. Alex Winter, the actual Alex Winter with no makeup, shows up in a very brief role as like his public defender yeah. midway through the movie. Yes. Uh, and there's just, there's, the movie is, is so fast paced, like going from one scene to the other. That I, it's just it's one of those movies where nothing overstays its welcome, nothing that feels like it, it could it could run this joke into the ground if it keeps going. It never does that. Really and good it's point. Some, and the 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 effects, the practical makeup and gore effects in this movie are so I, weird word to use, but they're so charming <laughs> because again, like the movies using these gore effects like decapitated heads are talking <laughs> there's a body that walks on its uh intestines at one point it's never trying to scare you no. and when and and it, and so that could run the risk of being too silly but it never gets to that point because you're always so kind especially in modern horror you're i'm just always so impressed to see good practical effects it reminded me of uh almost the Astron six guys and and the work they did on like psycho gorman and and the void mm. with like you know there's there's puppets and there's you know prosthetics and there's just you know obviously they're putting a tube in something and shooting blood out and it, it just it works like I, I i'm just more inclined to to just love shit like that um i actually watched a movie on Screenbox and I did a short review of it too called Onyx the Fortuitous and oh, the yeah. Talisman of Souls. Yeah. And the fact that I watched that movie right after seeing this movie in theaters, that would be a really good kind of double feature because they both feature a lot of the same style of practical effects uh, that aren't really meant to scare you but are just so cool to look at. Mm. And, you know, they're both kind of horror comedies that, again, are more, you know, they want you in on the joke instead of like, we're setting out to scare you. So that would be like a nice little shutter slash screen box double feature if you get a chance. Huh. Yeah, I saw you posted that. That's a really good point. I'm really glad that you brought up Psycho Goreman because this feels like it's in the vein of that as well. I think in Psycho Goreman, there may be like one or two scenes where it does kind of have that horror feeling of like, oh, we're about to see something scary and then something jumps out. Like, I think it's when Psycho Goreman meets the main characters. But this movie, like I said, I think there's only like one jump scare and it's when Jonah finds something in the basement but otherwise, like, there's nothing like where it's like, oh, we're setting up something scary. Like, the ghosts are coming to haunt Jonah. There's nothing like that in this movie. And I, I think that that's what makes this movie work is because they knew what they were doing. They're like, let's tell this story about this prog rock musician who is not able to complete his album. And it kind of makes him a lame duck for all the people he interacts with in his life. And then basically things spiral out of control for him. And as he's trying to recover his life, he kind of is realizing some things about himself. And I think it's like it nails that completely. And you, the, the plot, yeah. what you just described right there, I just made me think of another movie, The Frighteners. Oh, okay. The, yes, yes. The yes. Frighteners, which Peter Jackson takes that movie into full horror. 
at mm-hmm. the end. Yes, absolutely. But the setup of the Frighteners is kind of this like loser character, not not really a loser, but a guy who's really just a, has a one set mind. Um, is focused on like I have to finish that house. I have to finish that house that was being built. His, you know, his girlfriend in the movie had his wife had died instead of uh, broke up with him. But he's surrounded, and all of his communication is with his ghost friends. And like in this movie, you basically have a a guy with a one track mind focused on his ambition. Everything else is falling apart around him, and he's surrounded by you know the undead talking back to him throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of the frighteners in a way. Yeah, really good point. And I think we'd be remiss to not mention that there's these other neighbors besides Vlad that are characters in themselves. And, um, you know, you have all these other people. All of them are kind of recognizable. I think his landlord is the mom from Karate Kid, right? Oh, my goodness. I, You know, I didn't even look her up. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah, Randy Heller. Eleanor. Yeah, Randy Heller. I'm pretty sure that's her because she was on like Cobra Kai recently. And I'm like, oh, is that the mom from Karate Kid? I'll I'll have to look that up later. But uh, yeah, I mean, clearly we really like this movie. Uh, I think that we actually didn't spoil things that could be spoiled in it. I think you can still go watch it and enjoy it if you have it on Shudder. This is is not a movie, like even if we talked spoilers for 20 minutes, I still think this is a movie that upon your first watch is going, there are just some scenes that naturally are kind of shocking, not scary, but like, Oh, I can't believe that just happened. Right. 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 It really, I I don't think like, even if we were to describe those things beat by beat, watching it for the first time, you're going to have a blast. I would totally recommend this movie for like, Oh, you're having some friends over on a Friday night and you're, you're, you're having a couple like drinks and let's watch a fun horror movie with with the guys like this is the kind of movie and i know it's january 14th now this right. is a movie that i could totally see us talking about in 11 months as one of my favorite movies of the year yeah. horror wise because it i want to go back and rewatch it right now i was i saw it at the theater uh i love ifc in in brooklyn and brooklyn i love the ifc center in manhattan i love that they do this shutter showcase um and i've been really it's been great to go to these shutter showcase movies but like coming home like this is a movie i would run to show charlotte i think she'd have a blast with it and Hell it's yeah. the kind of mo- yeah and it's the kind of movie that like I can't sleep. Last night I was up till three in the morning. Couldn't sleep. No reason. Absolutely no reason. Didn't have any late night coffee. Just what? Couldn't sleep. Can't sleep. Boom. Destroy all neighbors, not monsters. And it's like just a fun movie to throw on in the background. Yeah. Uh, I'm grading papers in bed. Boom. Great movie to just throw on in the background. And I, I think it, I think the writer, the director, whose name we didn't mention, Josh Forbes, I think everyone involved understood the assignment when it came to this movie and 90 minutes, short ass movie, super fun. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing I can even, there are no nitpicks available for me with this. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. And I'm glad we're on the same page. And the point that you made is something I did think while watching it. I was like, Oh man, this is a movie that uh, will probably make our top 10 for 2024. And if you want to know our top 10 of 2023, Pete just edited the shit 
out of our top 10 video from last year. He took about an hour and 40 minutes worth of video and got it down to a clean hour uh, where we break down our top 10 horror movies of 2023. You can find that up on our channel. I also have the Destroy All Neighbors short. If you want to watch 45 seconds of spoiler free, <laughs> watch the movie and then come back and watch this. And yeah. Onyx the Fortuitous, which is on Screenbox. A lot of fun. Check out my short review of that as well. And if you haven't yeah. seen it, go on Shudder. Um, and if you live in New York City, go on ifccenter.com. Look up when their next Shudder showcases are. Sometimes they get full casts and crews there and they do Q&As. Sometimes Sam Zimmerman just shows up, gives a nice little introduction, and they play the movie and... It, they're usually nice and early too. It was seven o'clock on a Wednesday. So it was great. Um, the week of its release. So I got to see it a few days early, get my review up, but yeah, that's my little summary there. Nice. Oh, and hey. Check out my maximum overdrive coffee mug from gutter garbs. Oh God. Fucking that's so awesome. fucking hot. If I didn't have crippling debt, I would buy that too. They're only 20 <laughs> bucks. Uh, and I bought both of them. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a teacher who lives in New York. Crippling Dead is my middle name. There you go. Nice. And on that note, we have to bounce. But you heard all the things that Danny plugged. Make sure you are subscribed to The Last of Cat. And we will check you all out next week. Or you should check us out. There we go.